Listener Production. Well, Han, this is our remembering project. Yep, where a random day of the year is selected and we look up the run sheets from all our shows from across the years to find any we did on that day. Over 20 years, that's about 2,500 shows and roughly 26,000 talk breaks. Today, we pick one. One talk break only and try to remember what happened based on what was written down on the run sheet from that day. As always, we've got podcast Mike with us here for any technical stuff. Hello. Mike, what date was randomly chosen today? It's the 17th of June. Radio, that's Andy's go. Here's Mike to take care of the sponsor stuff and we'll be right back to hear what year Andy chose to remember that day. This is Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project. 17th of June, Ham, as we're going to have a little look at all the run sheets. So if you're listening to this podcast for the first time ever, I welcome. Huge. But the way this works is we've got a run sheet from every single show we've ever done because our producers were really great. Yeah. I tried to explain this to my kids this morning as I was taking them to school about what the show was that I was doing today. Yeah. And not a huge amount of interest, to be honest. No. And even just explaining the run sheet <laughs> was tricky. Yeah. I think for, ki- for kids to get their head around, but I trust that most people listening are adults and you understand what a run sheet would be. Yes. Uh, sort of a short description of everything that is included in the show. We think there's about, what, 27,000 talk breaks that we can there's choose a lot. from. I mean, I had that moment where you say to a kid something mm. that you know isn't that interesting. Yeah. But you think, well, maybe. Maybe this would be interesting. <laughs> but then you, you get a look. I got a look today where I was like, that is 100% the look of a kid to their dad of like, I, I, this could be couldn't be less interesting to me. <laughs> we're like, and, and you're like, and we write down what we're going to say on the radio show, like, and we keep, we kept them all, kept them all, unbelievable. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, Haim, we've did shows and we've got run sheets for those shows. Sorry, Sonny, if you're listening. <laughs> Sorry, any anyone under ten. Two thousand and two, two thousand and five. 2013, 14, and 16. Only five years do we have a June 17 show, probably because it hovers around holidays, does it? Yeah, probably does. 2002, is that community radio? Yeah. Or be close to, or it's... um, Nah, community radio. Okay, or it's the Almost Midnight show. Oh, yes. Well, I don't think we have any of that in the Remembering Project, do we? No. It disappeared. That was our, our Monday night... Show. Oh, no, the almost Tuesday show. Sorry. Almost Tuesday show was, was our Monday night show, yep. which we only did 10 of. Yeah, and the reason why – so Hamish was writing for um, the breakfast show yes. in at, at Fox FM. Which and, was the year before and then, yeah. yeah, then the next year they were like, how would you like a show? And I was trying to get back in the door and they asked me to pa- – like Lisa, who yeah. is uh, I think the EA to one of the program directors, you were bugging her to get me a job in there. And she said, why don't you panel for Kyle and Jackie O and press the buttons for them? Yep. So I did that poorly for a couple of weeks and then you and I got snuck on. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was originally pressing the buttons for us as well. And they said, this guy should not press buttons. What a move. Let's have him on the other side. And boy, am I glad. What a great move. That is such a win. Yeah. You you don't want to press the button. No. (laughs) Sorry, Mike. I mean, you're very good at pressing the buttons. You're very good at pressing the buttons. I actually like it. I enjoy it. Well, you do, but because you get to just listen along. But if you're actually participating, it's annoying to then go, like, what would happen often is I'd be so engaged in laughing with what Hamish has said and mucking around. And then I'd go, (laughs) ah. And (laughs) I'll. 
<laughs> and then hit a song. And the song would have like a 30-second intro, which you'd normally want to be talking over the top of, when we'd sit there quietly listening to the full intro, <laughs> listening to the music swell. Yeah. yeah, that was okay. So so 2002, that's community radio days. But let's go to 2013. Seth Rogen on the show again. He, We really did have Seth Rogen on a lot. We loved having him on because... He was a rare category of international film star. Usually most of the time if you were coming out, if you're an international star coming out and doing radio press in Australia, your film wasn't doing great. Yes. So that wasn't a fun journey that you have to make. You're contractually obliged to try and squeeze a few mil out of the international market because yeah. it was opened weak domestically. If you've gone nuts in the US, you don't need to. they're saying have the rest of the world off. We've already <laughs> recouped our money. But Unless you have points in the film, in which case some yeah, people... Yeah. If you own a bit of the film, oh, yeah. you would come and go hard. For instance, Tom Cruise, I reckon, is the ultimate professional that he definitely has huge back end and he's like, and he also is so competitive, he probably wants it to be the biggest in the world all the time. So he just laps the globe and... He's always promoting something. Yeah. So... What a professional. Seth Rogen was in the great fun camp of, I think, people that liked doing the publicity yeah. and their films were, like, popular mm. but still half indie. Yes. So, so like, they did that, the like, Eagle. Pineapple Express yep. world, like... Sausage Party. Yeah, like, super bad and stuff. Where, where they were bit, we loved the films, but they weren't, like, the number one box office. So it was still enough of a reason to get the star out. So it was a really fun time when yep. they would come out because they wanted to be there. Yes. And they were super funny, obviously. And opposed to having someone come out. Who, and it was from a film that people were excited to, to see. see. So often we would have to interview someone to be like, anyway, so the coal miner's lawyer <laughs> is <laughs> opening in selected Dendi cinemas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're going, wow. And then we'd have to go and watch them. And you'd go, oh, yeah. no. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. And so, and yeah, a big star would be out here and you'd be going, and you have to ask them a serious question about the film and they know the film's not going great and, that's why they're here. And, and I'm not saying this would be the person, but let's say it would be like a Daniel Craig mm. doing an indie film. Yes. And so it was like a $5 million budget film. So you want to ask them about Bond. Yes. But, but you're meant to be asking them about the coal miner's lawyer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So you're sort of stuck yeah. with it's like, Someone that has a huge level of interest way outside yeah. this film. Yeah. And then you're really sort of like going, mm. hey, you're not going to like this, yeah. but yeah. how do you think Bond would have gone down the coal mine? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. And then they're like, well, that's yeah. obviously not what we're doing in this film. That's yeah, yeah. Film. Well, I, I, yeah. I, what yeah. I loved about this role was it a huge departure from Bond. That's exactly often what they'd say. And then you're like, oh, damn it. Yeah, I right. Ask right, about Bond again. Right. <laughs> I'd love to ask about Bond. But again. what were the coolest parts about Bond that yeah. you enjoyed departing from? Yeah. And then if a Bond film was coming out, you would try and get a grab to hold on to for like six months' time where you can't get Daniel Craig. <laughs> and then you pretend that you've got him around. Well, that remember time. when we had him on for the coal miner's lawyer? He was saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this goes to show how much time's changed for us. We've talked about this in the day that that our producers particularly would want us to follow big TV shows and we couldn't oh, yeah. care less because yeah. we just wanted to do our own thing. Well, it's sort of part of being back. Back in the day on radio, it was sort of like, well, you've got to, you know, you've got to, you've got to be talking about what everyone's talking about. It's clear that The Voice must have been massive in 2013. Yep. Neither of us must have been watching it because the phone topic was... No, from me. Andy has been missing the voice lately and doesn't know who to vote for. Who should Andy vote for for the voice finale? Now, 
that's boring. That's terrible. But someone's gone, hey, guys, the finale's coming up. We need to do something on it. And You, you would have gone, well, I haven't been watching it. Yes. And then we would have gone, let's make something of that. <laughs> so we sort of killed two birds with one stone. Yeah, we didn't make a lot from it. <laughs> we made that amount. Um, 2014, year after, this was up my alley, this type of thing. I'm not going to listen to it, though, because there's something even better. There's something that right. was so good. One of my favourite all-time memories from the Hamish Shandy okay. Show. Well, don't oversell it. Is, no, I can't. Like, it, it's, it's just that good. But this, that wasn't, that's 2016. But 2014, this type of content we loved on the show Tim, my mate, he went out with a girl, got his jacket stolen by the girl he went on a date with. Yes, she spewed on it. And we tried to track her down. Yep. Maybe I've got the stories mixed up here. Maybe it wasn't a spew. It wasn't a spew. I don't think. We tried to track her down and we found her and she called the show and explained herself. Amazing. That was the kind of and that was the kind of content we, we loved. loved that. A little mystery. We loved a good if we could bookend the show, like mm. a two hour manhunt, we would often enjoy a manhunt. From memory, I, I'm not sure if it's this. Maybe people can go back through our archives and level listen and let us know. But she from memory, she was cold, so had the jacket on. She drank too much and went, I need to get out of here. Yeah. And while he went to the toilet, ghosted him, but still took the jacket. So it's a, it would have been a tough double loss for him returning from the bathroom to see her not there. I'm down a lead in a coat. <laughs> in a coat. Yes, mate. So apologies if that wasn't the vomit story, but I did remember there being you involved in something like that. <laughs> Could be. Haim, 2016. My favourite, I think... Layla's loot shoot. <laughs> no, no, not you dressed as half a chicken laying eggs in, a, in, a, in, a, in an outfit that cost us $1,500 or something that you Still could, stand by it. You, you had to. Never have you pushed a segment so hard due to determination and stubbornness. <laughs> Still exciting Layla's loot shoot. Not it. Something we spent as much money on. Was it? The Saab. Was it going through the car wash? No. It was a triumphant thing that happened on the people's cruise. Oh, my gosh. It's Cash Claw? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's Cash Claw. It's Cash Claw, Mike. Yes. Oh. Have a little nod to the sponsor and then we'll set up where this is going because I don't want to interrupt in the middle. Oh, my God. Thank you, Mike. Okay. So, the people's cruise. Yeah, 2016, we left dry land mm-hmm. and we cruised for a week. Yeah. With a bunch of, much like the ill-fated love boat attempt they tried on TV. Yes. We had our 50 listeners, 50 cruisers, and they were a wonderful bunch and we were, it was loosey-goosey. Yes. But also then amongst the just normal people that had booked a holiday. Yeah. So unfortunately they had us being idiots. Who didn't know, oh, is there a radio show as well on the boat? Yep. And... So that like, and I think that's how they filmed the Love Boat too. There was just like regular people having a holiday, going. Darren McMullen's here, trying to make a TV show, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make a love based kind of bachelor on water kind of thing going on. <laughs> trying to make, yeah. trying to make people people hook up. Yeah. So <laughs> that was that was the the cruise. But yes, okay. So to set up Cash Claw, it was the whole cruise was heaps of fun. So much fun because you we were on a cruise. We and we got. There was to, a guy called Steve that came along who's he'd given himself the nickname Best Fun Steve. Yes, and he'd made hats that said. Best, best fun, fun Steve. Steve. And I treasured my best fun Steve hat and I lost it or had to tr- give it a, I lost it in a bet. Really? Like years later and I was devastated that I lost my best fun Steve hat. Because <laughs> What I, was the bet? 
I can't even remember, but I just know that I, I was holding on to that hat, hat for dear life and then I had to give it away. But the, I, I also remember I didn't take any clothes. I didn't take anything. You thought you'd buy everything on the ship. I bought everything on the ship. So I just remember being in Hawaiian shirts <laughs> and uh, T-shirts, the merch that I was selling of yes, you. Of me being ridden by you as a, but I was a surfboard. Yep, and yeah. it just said surfs up and we would sell those T-shirts for 50 bucks illegally oh, yeah. on deck C at night. Very, yeah. very fast selling of cash T-shirts. Yes, and we assumed it was international waters and you could do that. And so I always remember being in an extra large of one of those T-shirts, <laughs> really and a day. Hawaiian shirt every day or two Hawaiian shirts if it was cold, with like a neck, like, like something around my neck. like Lays. A, we had lays for a lots while. Lots of lays and like lanyards and stuff. And it was just this rolling, well, the, good- hazy mess. But the, the thing we remember, on the casino floor, they had a game where you would win blocks of... You, blocks could, of cash. you were trying to pick up blocks of cash with a skill tester and it was yeah. called Cash Claw. And the conspiracy theories that went around about how is the claw weak enough? Is it strong enough? Yeah. That was the talk of the boat. We pumped so much money into the cash. We just hemorrhaged cash. We basically were selling the T-shirts for cash and putting it all All into into the the cash cash claw claw machine. We thought it was impossible and then we thought on the last show... We have been talking about it a lot. Yeah. And yeah, that's right. The last show we did from the big amphitheatre on the the boat. Yeah, where they normally have like the circus acts and stuff on the cruise ship. So we had a full, I'm not sure how many people, maybe a thousand, do you reckon? Or we got a huge audience yeah. because there's nothing to do on, a sh- that's what you do on cruise ships. Like you just do the activity. And yeah. so they'd listed us for that day as Hamish and Andy, Pants Off Friday, radio show from the amphitheatre. So a lot of bewildered, like yeah. 70 plus year olds going, what, what is, is this? <laughs> and, and we bought on as our special guest, Cash, cash Claw. claw. We rolled we wanted, it out. We wanted to play, God, we gambled a lot on that show. Yeah. We, we wanted to play one last game. The break goes for too long, so we're not going to sit through the whole break. Even though Marshy has asked me, can we, he goes, I think it's better to listen to it in its entirety. I said, this is nine and a half minutes. It was nine and kept, a half minutes. We kept having another go. <laughs> Marshy says, I think it's better to hear it all. You'll see, you'll hear the, the payoffs. And I'm like, no, we can't listen to two gambling addicts. Refusing. <laughs> refusing to Despite give Despite the fact that someone's like, there's a huge wrap-up going, guys, it's like 10 past six. You've missed the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. So there's one more thing we want to do. That's right. One more go. One more go. <laughs> one more go. So this is five minutes. <laughs> of how it went down when we brought the cash claw out. And I think from memory, we were getting people in their cars. Oh, to say left, left, right, right. left, right, right, and go down. And then anyone in Australia could have been in control of the cash claw in the high seas just off Vanuatu. (laughs) (laughs) The 17th of June, 2016. It is Pants Off Friday, and we've just left Mystery Island, and at the moment, Ham, we're, um, well, yeah, the cash crane's fight up. You might hear it just slowly beating away at the moment. Playing, it's the, um, playing music, but j- we are... Just an unlicensed techno track blaring <laughs> from its uh, speakers. God, you'd think for a machine that had so much money, it could have afforded a, uh, a copyrighted song, but no... It just blares. The people on this boat will know that music, Ando, because it means you've filled it up with credits Mm. and you're ready to start dropping the skill tester claw on those shrink wrap bundles 
of five dollar notes. A hundred hundred notes in a stack, five hundred dollars if you can grab one. And you and I have spent five days playing this machine. Let's see. We cannot seem to grab a brick. It's killing us. But we feel like Shane might be able to do it. Shane joins us now. Shane, welcome to the People's Cruise. Ahoy there. Over. Uh, ahoy, boys. Shane, Matt, this is going to be slightly surreal for you. You're um, making a phone call from the mainland of Australia. It's being beamed to a cruise ship in the middle of the South Pacific to a theatre full of a thousand people who are looking at a stage with a skill tester on it and you're about to play it virtually. But Shane, we believe in you. We know just by using a combination of vibing it out and telling me where to drive the claw and then saying drop, I think you're going to get one of the $500 bricks. I'm feeling quite seasick, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing a cocktail won't fix, my friend. Okay, Shane, drive Hamish. Take it away. Okay, forward, Hamish. And stop. Stopped. And, well, I mean, can I just suggest you also say right because you're nowhere near the pile. Right. Right yeah. and stop. Uh-oh. Shane. The crowd <laughs> likes it, Shane. The crowd, <laughs> likes, the crowd it. likes it, as you can so hear. So the claw has gone forward to right where the bundle of cash is. It's stacked around about Jeez. five or six bricks high. Shane, I've got to say, I mean, you, you just tell us what to do, but I like where it is. I like oh, where it is, too. We're almost out of time. Drop it's it. Got drop. Go it. It's, it's dropping. dropping. It's going. It's dropping. It's dropping. It's dropping. He's picked it. Oh! oh! The claw went down, Shane. Oh, it grabbed had the it. top cash bundle off the, off the very top and then it flicked it off to the side, but not in the bin. Unfortunately, Jeez, you so don't close. win, and this is a familiar feeling for Hamish and I and everyone on board. <laughs> That's is there a cupboard behind you with a crowbar? <laughs> <laughs> nice suggestion, Shane. Nah, the but, machines uh, are well and truly alarmed. We've already tried. <laughs> As you've heard, this goes for a while. So just fast-forwarding through Kerry, Brad and Angie's turns. You don't have to do that work, just soften up the pile. Jordan, in you we trust ahoy. and ahoy to you. Ahoy, ahoy, Jordan. I'm ready I'm ready to drive. All you've got to do is tell me where to drive this skill tester claw above the piles of $5 notes uh, shrink-wrapped into $500 note bricks. And, and, clearly, yours. and clearly doused in oil or another slippery su- substance, yeah. but it's very <laughs> difficult to get them up. <laughs> There's okay. a lot of fishing wire tying them down, but here we go. Let's do it. All right, Jordan. forward. Stop. Forward. Okay, yep. Right. And now, yeah. Okay. Stop. Oh, how do you feel about it, Ham? Do you want to direct Jordan anywhere? I mean, Jordan, if you felt like saying right a little bit more. Oh, yeah, we'll go a little bit. <laughs> just a sniff. Just a tickle, Ham. Just a tickle. Okay, that's it. Jordan, we're going down. We're dropping, right. Jordan. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. oh, my God. 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 Turn that off. Oh, turn turn that, that off. Stupid music off. Yes. Oh, my God. Jordan, Jordan. I, I can't believe it. I'm Jordan, holding it in my hand. Jordan, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Jordan, Hamish and I literally have spent thousands of dollars trying to get this 
$500 bound oh I mean, this, Jordan, this, pays, this pays for almost 10% of the money we put into the machine. Jordan, Jordan, it's yours. You did it. Oh, this is the best thing ever. PGIS. All right, here's the thing, Jordan. We, we will give we you owe Jordan, We owe Jordan at least half that hand. I well, mean, I mean, we did driving. say we'd make it rain in here. He's going to throw it over the <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> we'll give her $500. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do, Jordan. We're going to... We're going to... We're going to keep... <laughs> We're going to keep the wrapping for you. God, how do rappers do this? Are you ready? Here, you take half, Ando. All right, ready to make it rain. God. What, a, what a highlight. Three, three, two, one. Make it rain! Pants up Friday. Have a shanty cruise in your home. God, that we made it rain. <laughs> Just, I mean... We're not the first people involved in radio to literally throw cash at their listeners to make them happy, mm. but I think it's the first time it's li- it's literally been done. Yes, exactly. Usually it's done by the secret sound or a beat the bomb yes. or some other competition, but no, no, we will get you in a room and we'll just throw money at you. I think the perfect example of the stir craziness from people that have been five days on a boat with not a lot to do except for play cash crane their excitement versus Jordan, who just joined on the phone. Oh, terrific. Oh, well like, done. Terrific. <laughs> we have just witnessed the single greatest the thing of all time. we could possibly imagine. It was, I think we were screaming at the time going, yeah. that is a career highlight. Yeah. I think it is. It is. I think it was the absolute pinnacle. Yeah. Because of the sheer improbability of it. Yeah. That it happened, that it happened at all. Yep. That, that on top of that, it happened in front of the crowd. That it was... Our last attempt, because we were way over time, as you could yeah. hear, like we just kept going, and that it that it happened like live, live on the last moment of that cruise show. Mm. God, that's what you get into the game for, kids. <laughs> that was the beginning of the end for us, wasn't it? You so. never hit that high again. <laughs> Great remembering. Still got tingles. Listener.